This Dharma Talk is brought to you by the Chicago Zen Meditation Community. Learn about us and our teacher, Miyoshi Thompson, at zenchicago.org. All right. Good evening, everybody. Nice to see you all. Um, um, a bit ago, I gave a Dharma talk on joy and Dogen's references to joyful mind. So tonight, I'd like to talk about happiness. Um, although I, I don't, I can't say that I can actually dissect the actual difference uh, between joy and happiness. But nevertheless, this talk is about happiness. But what caught my eye recently was an article in the New York Times about uh, the three secrets of happiness, according to Matthew Ricard, a Buddhist monk and author of books on altruism, animal rights, happiness, and wisdom. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, he was the Dalai Lama's uh, French interpreter. He holds a PhD in cellular genetics, <clears throat> and researchers at the University of Wisconsin studied Ricard's brain and found out that, presumably because of his meditation practice, it um, produced measurable gamma rays, which are linked to learning, attention, and memory. With 256 sensors wired to uh, Ricard's skull, the scan showed excessive activity in his brain's left prefrontal cortex compared to his right one, giving him a large capacity for happiness and reduced propensity towards negativity. The New York Times interview, Ricard says that when asked about the three secrets of happiness, he replies, first, there is no secret. Second, there are not just three points. And third, it takes a whole life, but it's the most worthy thing you can do. I am happy to feel I'm on the right track, he says. I cannot imagine feeling hate or wanting someone to suffer. I enjoy every moment of life, he says. But of course, there are moments of extreme sadness, especially when you see so much suffering. But this should kindle your compassion. And if it kindles your compassion, you go to a stronger, healthier, more meaningful way of being. That's what I call happiness. It's not as if all the time you jump for joy. Happiness is like your baseline. It's where you come to after the ups and downs, the joy and sorrow. That's what meditation brings. So this article inspired me and certainly validated the, the practice that we're all engaged in. And the more we practice Zazen and get to the point of emptiness that we chat about, this is sorry, that we chant about in the Heart Sutra, the more our own suffering dissipates. The desired outcomes we cling to go away, the struggles, annoyances, Feelings of hurt, anger, and justice release their grip. Practice inherently gets us more acquainted with non-suffering. And when we do that, we feel happy. As our own suffering releases, we are in a far better place to help relieve the suffering of others. All of this makes me think about Zazen on the cushion and off. And since we spend far more time off the cushion than on, I'm interested in how the practice of Zazen and these themes extend into everyday life. 
At Zazen a few weeks ago, sitting here with many of you, I had one of those pebble hitting the bamboo moments. And I saw so clearly that I simply don't have to hold on to the anger and hurt that I've been dearly clutching for so long. An image popped into my mind of the movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy. When a tribe in Africa is confronted with a Coke bottle, never seen before, that somehow shows up in the village, triggering all kinds of mishaps and struggles and problems. The tribal leader eventually took the bottle to the edge of their territory and let it go. Problem solved. In the Zendo, that's the, that's the image that came up for me, <clears throat> a letting go of the Coke bottle, my hand clutching it and simply releasing it. As though releasing it, as, as, as though releasing that which I was clinging to, in the words of Katagiri Roshi, opened the hand of thought. It made me happy right then and there, and it lingered for days, giving me the strength and finer ability to work with the circumstances in my life as they are, instead of what I long for them to be. At that moment of the Sangha, Anuj gave the Dharma talk with a good discussion of finding skillful means, especially in interactions with his daughters. That struck me as I engaged in my communities and relationships off the cushion. I thought about the bodhisattva vows and the skillful means at our disposal to intervene with those around us to address their suffering. In my world, I do see people suffering, <clears throat> more of the first world variety, but suffering nonetheless. I also see people's identities wrapped up in their suffering as they cling it so tightly. Can they imagine not suffering? What would they do? Focusing on what is lacking is so pervasive and so human. Since suffering is something we are so familiar with and used to, a narrative we often fondle and nurture, perhaps we are less experienced with the non-suffering, with being consistently and deeply happy. What is the bodhisattva move to help relieve everyday run-of-the-mill suffering that grips people so tightly, triggering bad behaviors and pe perpetuating the suffering of others around them? I'm interested in finding the subtle, skillful means of relieving everyday suffering, the small interventions that can make a lot of difference. I realize that I don't have to fix everything. No one can but perhaps I can make a move that helps get the ball rolling. I took that approach with a big sufferer in my life <clears throat> and a in a relatively short interaction, I simply acknowledged some circumstances that were causing their suffering. I showed that I saw it, that I saw them. It was the easiest thing for me to do and it seemed to have a quick effect as though the suffering boil had been lanced. I felt like it felt like progress. In my work life, I manage a bunch of people and we're in the midst of performance reviews. <clears throat> there are some that are some people that are doing really well and others that definitely need some improvement. Performance conversations inherently create anxiety. So for me, but certainly for the employees that want to know what I think, where they stand, where they are headed, the security of their jobs. It's a kind of power and influence that I've never really liked, but it comes with the territory. For those that need to make some improvement, I'm looking for the bodhisattva move. 
since it's human nature and I am human, the areas for improvement are very clear to me. I can see they're half empty glass. But by definition, that glass also half full too. And I'm choosing to lean on that. And with that perspective, there's so much more to work with and pathways to positive change. There's a chance to advance the culture of belonging, support, making sure that people are seen and heard and their contributions are recognized, validated and appreciated. This doesn't mask or ignore the areas of needed improvement, but it creates a positive space to have that conversation. I'm approaching these meetings with a point of view that productivity and happiness are not in conflict and that through subtle interventions aimed at relieving suffering and setting the stage for happiness to come forth, our small community of work will be better for everyone and will increase the odds of successfully fulfilling the mission we engaged in. I have several of those meetings tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Um, so those are some examples of the practice of Zazen off the cushion that I'm working on. I invite you to share your experiences off the cushion as we continue to explore together the full dynamic of our Zen practice. Matthew Ricard was asked for a thought he could give people to carry in their minds that might be helpful to them as they go through life's challenges. He replied, if you can, as much as possible, cultivate that quality of human warmth, wanting genuinely for other people to be happy. That's the best way to fulfill your own happiness. If we try humbly with some happiness to enhance our benevolence, that will be the best way to have a good life. Or in the words of my daughter, Jackie, the way to bring out the best in people is to want the best for them. Mm -hmm.